0: What's up guys, welcome back to the Think Creative Podcast. In today's episode, I want to kind of talk about how I make my money. And for those who do not know, I actually have been freelancing. This will be my second year where I've kind of stopped taking like normal jobs. I used to work at a pool as a lifeguard and the last year and now this year and hopefully just from here on out, I've just been working for myself. So I kind of want to talk through the process and kind of share my perspective and insight on, on the freelance contract world. So that is today's episode. So hopefully you guys enjoy and hopefully you gain something and learn something from this episode. So I want to start by kind of walking through what I guess my typical day looks like because I think I think that kind of helps under, helps you understand kind of the work that I do. So yeah, I mean, I I do not work for a company. I do not work anywhere like I don't have my own hours. Therefore, everything that I do in my daily day-to-day life and especially this summer is my own action. It's my own initiative. Um, honestly, at the beginning of the summer, it, it was really tough because um, some my summer plans changed and I went from having plan, summer plans to having nothing. So I'm basically, this summer has basically been a just growth mindset for me. And it's really forced me to find new ways to just get creative with what I do and the service I offer. Nine o'clock in the morning is usually when I start working. Um, you know, that, that shifts a little bit here and there, but that, that I would say that's a good, it's a good metric for when I do start. But I mean, like, what does my actual work look like? And Kind of how am I yeah, making money? So basically when I started freelancing, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that kind of got to, got, helped me get to where I am is just providing value and just continuing to put out footage. Um, if you follow me on like Instagram, I'm always posting i'm always posting photos videos just different stories like as a creative and as a freelancer uh, content is huge and content is what drives your sales content is kind of that free marketing like it's, it's basically advertising but not really having to pay for it i'm paying for it by like putting my time and energy and effort into creating the content editing the photos and videos and just sharing it with you guys. So I would say my, my day honestly consists a lot like whether I, I do have like right now I have like some paid work, but I'm focusing a lot of my time and energy on just creating content and just putting it out there because the more I can just put more stuff out there, the better chance of someone that is willing to pay me. So I, I focus a lot of my time editing photos um, I've been, I've been bouncing around a lot of just like different places I've been to recently, different people I've shot with. And so I have a lot of content and I'm always trying to figure out ways to make it reusable. Sometimes in the past, I like say it was a photo shoot with someone I'd post like the next day maybe, or like whenever they would be ready. And that'd be the only time I'd post. And I, I did that because I just didn't want my feed to be the exact same just or the same person all the time like I just posted once because I didn't want yeah it to be saturated but now what I do is I kind of figure out different ways to just maybe tell a story about like so say I have two say so say there's two different posts but it's the same person in it obviously like if I shot in different locations the location would look different it would just be the person would be the same But maybe one photo is talking more about like the process of how I got the photo. Maybe the other one is more just a generic post. So really trying to create content that is different with the visuals and the caption is kind of what I try and do. But yeah, like I said, a lot of my day honestly consists of just editing. Editing photos, editing videos, creating content. Content is literally what it is. It's it's content creation. It's being able to create content for Instagram, Facebook. um, Most of mine, like I'd say 90% of my work right now is just Instagram. But I'm honestly trying to push more TikTok. I'm trying to create more engaging, creative videos that um, are being held on TikTok. And I'm just trying to create some buzz there. Because it's it's organic reach and it's it's free. Like the advertising world isn't tech, isn't quite in TikTok yet as it is in Instagram, Facebook, you know, Snapchat, et cetera. So TikTok really is probably the one place where, well, besides LinkedIn, but TikTok's the one place where you can literally create a post and it can go viral and it could literally jumpstart your career. That's like how promising th- that platform is and. The thing is, though, it's going to go away like once the advertising world gets and It is it's starting to get there. But especially like Instagram and Facebook, if you want to get engagement and you want to have people see your work and really engage with it, that's when you're going to have to start advertising. And that's the unfortunate part about Instagram is it's it's pretty hard to grow. Um, I, I found that it's hard to grow because I'm not paying for ads. I'm not aggressively trying to market myself also it's tough for me to fully advertise and market myself when I know the people that follow me because it's kind of like a I don't know I don't I just like if you're constantly bragging and like just asking people to share your stuff um, like it send it to people like it just kind of gets annoying because I know I would get annoyed so I I, I try and stay mindful about how I approach um my marketing tactics but linkedin or sorry tiktok's a place where i can hopefully just post just more creative stuff um and gain some traction there but i haven't done too much with it but in the time that i have i've i've picked up on some little tricks and just like just looking at you know through tiktoks just kind of seeing what's working what's not especially in the video photo um field um that that's of what I've been doing. Um, but honestly, like TikTok is it's organic reach and organic uh, traffic, which then hopefully it will just it's like a funnel that will hopefully lead to maybe my website or maybe my Instagram, wherever I want to be. My main emphasis and where I want to be is Instagram. I think it's the best overall. Well, um, just like feature wise, the best platform for me, especially as a creative. And so that's kind of where I put most of my effort in. But I do understand that there are other platforms. I've been doing a lot with LinkedIn and just more just like updates of like, hey, I started a podcast. Any tips like um, here's a wedding film, here's a commercial. that. So more, more video, more just corporate type stuff that if someone on LinkedIn, like a hiring manager or a marketing manager, someone like that would see it they could see the work. Um, so I'm not like, I'm not sharing posts. I'm not writing blogs or anything on, on it. It's more just sharing work just so that if I, if someone stumbles upon my page, they see it. So that's kind of what I'm using LinkedIn for Snapchat. I don't really use, um, Facebook. I do, I do once in a while more to just, if I know it's good that just to, just to put it up there. But I, you know, the stuff I'm putting on Instagram, I'm not always sharing to Facebook, but yeah, like I said, most of my day is just a creation of this type of stuff and really like planning stuff out. And like right now I've been on a pretty daily consistent routine of being, of posting, whether that is LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. And sometimes it's all of them, but I, I, I try and be engaged every day. Um, if you, if you guys are familiar with Gary, Gary V, he, he recommends like I don't know exact, the exact number, but a bunch, he he recommends a bunch of content per day split between every, every platform. So that honestly, it, it like, I don't know if you guys understand, but like when you see photos of mine on, on like Instagram or just anything on Instagram, like, I don't know if you fully understand the, the amount of time commitment and just time consuming it is like this podcast, like, if we're talking about the podcast, I mean, if I, man, it it just, I'm not complaining, but it, it does, like a lot of my day does consist on just content creation. And it makes sense why other big time entrepreneurs, anybody that has a online presence, most likely they have their own production team, whether that's videographers, editors, photographers, or whatever, because it's not that they can't do it themselves. It's just that it takes so much time out of their day that they just they need to outsource it. So, yeah, when you're a one-man uh, team, like you have to do everything. It just some t- some days honestly all I've all I do is just is like there's a day where I it was just editing podcasts and, I, and I, I didn't really feel that productive because it's on a list, like it doesn't feel like I'm checking anything off and it's just one thing that I'm working on, but that's that's literally part of the the job that I'm in is that everything's just a continuation everything's just like everything I do everything I post everything I create like I have to be in the mindset that this isn't really going to do much other than just get more content out there for me and and when I and when I think this way it kind of helps me just to understand that like i won't get quick gratification because this is a long um just daily grind but it's exciting and i've honestly found a lot of different ways to stay creative and i found different methods that i enjoy doing if you've been on my instagram feed lately like you've seen many different techniques that i've been doing so it's it's fun to just kind of play around and just kind of engage with my audience and see what they're kind of enjoying because yeah at the end of the day I'm putting out content for the people who who have chosen to follow me so I want to make sure that I'm providing like a valuable piece of content for them but that's kind of that honestly is a bulk of my day but I kind of want to yeah that honestly didn't really tell you how I make money but I'll kind of go into just different uh, revenue streams that I have I think as a creator it's important to have well as for anybody honestly, but I mean if you have a stable job, it, it's going to be a little harder because your your day is obviously at a at a job. But for for a lot of people, if you have multiple re, multiple revenue streams, that's that's key. It, it's kind of like when you're investing, you want a diverse portfolio. So my revenue streams are just like that portfolio for myself. So starting off, I obviously I'm I freelance. So I do have client work. Um, this client work is anywhere from um, nonprofits to organizations to businesses. And I, I do projects for them, whether that's most of the time, like a good 90% plus it's video work. So they've either, you know, how do, how do they find me and how do they like, how, how do I get that job? Most of the time it goes back to that just daily content creation they've seen my work from somewhere. They, someone like mentioned me, someone shared my post, like somehow in the past they have seen my work on social media or they just stumbled upon my, my website and they saw the work there. But that's why content creation is so huge because it, it leads to the work that I, that I need to ultimately pay for and just like, and to just, um, reinvest in back into the business. So yeah, client work is huge. Um, a lot of my income comes from client work, working with different agencies, working with like specific companies, doing one off projects. Um, this all kind of adds up to just uh, like, say, yeah, say, I mean, for this summer, if it's a three month summer, even if I have one project per month and I mean, it's at a I don't know, say $2,000 per project, that's $6,000 just from client work. So it's not bad, and the more, you, the more you do work, the more people will find you, and so that's when you start to get multiple clients, multiple projects for the summer. So one thing I want to mention that is very new to me for this summer especially is the idea of retainer um, clients. So basically what a retainer is, you can think of it like a monthly contract. Basically they're paying you a fixed amount per month and you are offering them a consistent deliverable. So maybe that's, so for some uh, retainers, it's like you're on call for a company and they just have you on like dial, like speed dial if they ever need you for something. But for me, mine are more, um, say, uh, like I make X amount of videos for them per month, like guaranteed up to this amount or something like that. But basically, this is guaranteed money that I receive every month on, uh, on a specific contract that I have set up with them. And this allows me to kind of gauge. So say it's June and by the end of August, I kind of want to figure out what to what I'm expected to make and although it's like very hard to tell I can kind of look at the retainers and I know that no matter what else happens at least I have this much and the benefits of a retainer for the company is that say they have say they're a I don't know say they're a company who is always wanting to and needing to push out videos to maybe it's like newsletter videos or training videos or something like that they could, they could hire, they could do it in house. Um, they could have their own employees do it, but most likely they're not skilled at doing this type of work because they may not be a photographer or a videographer. So they could hire out someone like me. And the, the normal route that I'm used to is that they, they say like, Hey, Josh, well, we have this one, this video that we want, we need help um, shooting and editing. Like, can you help us? And like, what do you charge? And that's like the initial conversation. And so from there, you know, I talk, figure out exactly what this type of project is. Um, I do give them a quote. And if we're a good fit, we work together. But the thing is, if they're a company that needs this, say, like every week, every other week, every month, having to pay me or anybody the same amount of the same price per video, that's going to get very, very expensive for them. So what, what we do as a, as a videographer and as like just business is we tell them, okay, so say, okay, hypothetically, say they need two video, say they need one video, um, per month. And so for just the summer, that's, yeah, that's three, that are, sorry, that's three videos. And say I charge hypothetically, just to make it easy, say I charge $2,000 per video. So that means every time they need me, to make a video they're ch- or I'm charging 2000 if it's three videos for the summer that's six thousand dollars now that's for just a normal just market that that's not bad but maybe they can't quite afford that so what I would say is like okay let's set up a retainer that basically that six thousand is it's going to be less with a retainer but for me it's guaranteed so they like the company kind of you can think of it like they get a discount, but it's they still have to pay it no matter what. So say for me, this works out really well for me because, yeah, maybe I'm getting less than what I could if I did it per video. But say they one month I do the video and maybe the next month they didn't need it. Well, we're still technically under an agreement that every month I get this amount. So they can't really just say like, well, sorry, we don't have a video for you this month. Um, we're not going to pay. So that that kind of is the benefit for um, video production freelance people is that it's guaranteed, and then that allows us to reinvest into gear, into just other things that we ne- may need, and um, not really have to worry about where our next paycheck's coming from because we know that these retainers are monthly. So that 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 is honestly really cool for me to kind of explore that. Um, it's like yeah, like I said, this is my first time doing it, so. I'm still trying to learn what, how to approach it and when the best time to use that method is. So yeah, retainers, just one-off projects are basically, like I said, just someone coming to me for a project that they need and it's just a one-time thing. So it's just a simple exchange. And so that, that's basically my client work for this summer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly how many, but I know I'm, right now I'm on two retainers, hopefully setting up a third. We'll see kind of how that goes if if that is an option. And then just a bunch of one-off projects for various companies and organizations. This fall, um, because of COVID, many of them had to push back their, their initial shoots. So this fall into the school year, we'll get pretty busy with the clients that I missed early on. So that's kind of that client section of making money. The next one goes into more just that photography and just like photo shoots. So just normal, you know, senior photo shoots, just fun photo shoots, engagement shoots, all these photo shoots kind of um, just kind of add up. Honestly, it I kind of it's th- this type of like photo shoots in general, it's kind of hard for me to figure out when to charge and trying to stay consistent and trying to be fair to the people because say, say someone say there's two people say one of them is needing senior photos. So they come to me like professionally, they they come to me and they, you know, we work together and I provide them those senior photos and they pay me what, however much, you know, that the package is. So that that's one example, but say on the other hand there's someone who is a senior also, but they just want to have a photo shoot, like just a fun little photo shoot. In the past, I've just been like, okay, let's just let's just do it. Like I I talked a little bit about this earlier in the in the in the in, the, in a pre in a, sorry. I've talked about this previously in a different episode about just my approach to photo shoots. And that most of the time I'm offering them for free just as like a, you know, fun little thing because I mean, if I'm shooting for like a half hour to an hour, just like I can easily crank it out and most of the time the people that are asking me to get photos are high school, college, just the younger people who don't necessarily have just residual income. So I, I'm very mindful of this and I do want to be able to give back and so most of the time I've done I've done a lot of photo shoots for free but now it's I've just under I'm just understanding that it's important to be fair because if I'm charging someone x amount of money and then the other person I'm just giving for free obviously that's not fair and I know I am the the, the final say of what goes because this is my own operation but I I do want to be mindful of just like that people out there do talk to each other and if they say like yeah I mean He charge me this much. And then they're like, wow, like I didn't have to pay at all. I, I would, I'd I'd feel bad. And I just, yeah, obviously that's not right, but it's hard. It's hard to know, like when it's, when it's, uh, appropriate to tell, say like a sophomore in high school, like, Hey, you know, my shoots cost this much. And I know as a creative and as a business person, I have to be able to protect myself and my, brand and charge what I'm worth but also yeah I don't know I just struggle with it because I go both ways I understand that these people that the people are young and that they don't really have that 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 money to pay for a shoot but also I understand that this time isn't valuable for me especially like right now right now I'm just I'm doing a lot of things so the time that I have like I want to be make, I want to make sure that I am doing the things necessary that will be Beneficial, and not to say that doing a photo shoot photo shoot for free isn't beneficial, but I I just have to know that the return will be better, or that there will be one for the for that matter. So photo shoots get a little tough because you know engagement shoots, seniors I do charge, but then I kind of just use judgment on the other types of shoots, and so that's kind of something I'm still working on. Um, another feel that I make money and it's a pretty obvious one is just weddings doing wedding films I've never actually done a wedding uh, I've never done wedding photography I've always done wedding films and I've always made the videos and that's honestly how I pretty much started this whole entire thing I started in the college and then I that summer I did videos and I kind of just grew from there and then um, I've kind of stuck with it because I do um, I don't want to be in this industry but there are friends like my friends are starting to get married. So kind of just offering that back to them as a as a gift and just appreciation is, is something I do. But weddings can be fun. They can be fun. They can be chill, but they can also be very stressful and very time consuming. But weddings are still there for me. And, and I have I don't know exactly how many weddings I have, but I have a few coming up in July, a few in August and then into the into the fall months. So that. That kind of will help a lot for me in just monthly. Um, they're kind of just those one-off projects, like I mentioned earlier. Another way I make money now. This isn't really. I was kind of debating on whether I put this in here, but I think it. it I still technically do make money from it, so this is something I do want to mention. Is just stocks. Um, I'm. I'm not the biggest. Like, I wish I was. I wish I knew more about stocks. I wish I knew just different methods and just, I was well, um, educated on the stock market, but I'm not. So I'm very conservative about how I approach it. I do have Robinhood, and I have put money and I've invested in it, but most of the time I just let it sit. And I just ride it out. I think I, at one time, like, especially, I think it was like probably last week or the week before this, like the whole entire stock market dropped. And I like, technically I was, I was losing like, I don't know how many, but 10 20 dollars I don't know how much exactly because I don't have that much in I just basically I I put in I think 100 dollars just to test it out and it was at like 90 something when I when I checked it last week right now today I think it's at back up to like 103 so it's very yeah that shows just how volatile the mar- market is but for me who just doesn't really have that much in it it doesn't really affect me that much but the minute you start stacking zeros to the end that's that's honestly where the stock market is huge so i do want to get more into Robinhood hood and just use some of the just in, invest some of the money that i'm earning from all the other stuff and just put a little bit into it and go from there and just learn more about the stock market in general i listen to or i watch a lot of guys on youtube who are pretty much financial advisors but they don't have the credentials but they're very educated very smart and they offer a lot of um advice for people like me another stock ish related is a Roth Roth IRA I I set my Roth IRA up um, it would have been has it been a couple months I don't know exactly when it was this year and I set it up at, I, I asked my dad like just like hey I after back to the YouTube guys like I watched them and they just kept saying like get a Roth get a Roth especially like if you're very young like 21, basically 20, even like get that Roth and just get it started. And so I'm like, well, I I believe them. So let's just do this. And so I actually met with my parents, uh, like investor guy at the bank and we kind of walked through just like the process and just like, he kind of talked about the advantages, disadvantages. Obviously the, the biggest advantage for me is that it's just, I'm young. And so I have a long time for that, that vehicle, that portfolio to grow for me. And so that's kind of my, my, uh, desire. That was my desire to open up this account and I put in a a chunk sum and then I have an annual contribution that I want to stick with. And usually, yeah, I think Ross until you're 65 and that's usually when you take it out. So I have 50 plus or sorry, 40 plus years of, of just investing in that, that I can do. So that's not necessarily how I make money for this summer, but that is a way just in that long term. Um, another form of income for me is just uh, prints, photo prints. I started my photo print store, I don't know, it was during COVID. I think it was still during the school year. And I, I did make sales and I made some money. Um, when it comes to prints, I love the idea that I can give my prints out to people and it could be for like for college students. It can be in their dorm. like I, I don't know. I like that idea that my art is being shown to help decorate their room or just whatever that may be. Like, I find that very valuable. But the one thing with prints and one thing that I'm trying to explore right now is just different methods to offer prints. The service I was using it was called darkroom full transparency darkroom basically did all the basically i just hosted the site i provided the photos and i just my job it was to draw the the traffic and the engagement to the site if someone were to buy it darkroom then would take care of the rest they would print it and then ship directly from them to you and so i was that middleman and then if you ordered basically i was cut out um because this is dark room like this because most of it's dark room they take a good portion of the sales and one thing i was just getting very frustrated was that the the price so say i don't know ex- the exact numbers but the price in my opinion they were high higher than i wanted or was willing uh, just higher than i was comfortable with like i knew people would buy them but i just wish i could have reduced the price to kind of make it more affordable but the reason why it had to be so big was because there was a shipping cost. There was a price, like a actually printing costs. And then they took out some sort of, I don't know, some other fee. And so they took out quite a bit. And then I was also on top of that, I was offering discount codes. And so I think at the end, like my uh, profit margin, I think what it was like 6%, which I don't know. That may be good. I may be just like it may be normal for that but that's kind of what I was getting and since then the prints haven't really done much because I haven't really pushed any new prints or anything like that I am actually in the process of figuring out a way to offer prints in a different type of way so I'm actually very excited and I think this is a a pretty genius if I do say so myself way of offering my prints because i do want i do want my my photos to go out more so i guess i just have to find a different way which i think i have found so prints is another way um i've cashed out from them so it, it was cool it's still cool to just see the process of just printing and how that all works um another way that i've been making money which When I say making money, this is right now, it's literally dollars is this podcast. This podcast has ads. You've heard them at the beginning and I'll probably start putting them in the middle, especially as these episodes get longer. And these ads are kind of what help me make money because you guys listen to the podcast because you guys take time out of your day to um, just listen to this. They as an anchor, they reward me by paying me because of the ad placements so the ad that i have right now or ads that i do have in these episodes there's a thing called cpm it's cost per a thousand and basically that's kind of the gauge the the calculator to figure out how much you make um so that yeah right now definitely not making <laughs> anything but it's this is the early steps to kind of keep growing and hopefully gain traction to where this does become a more logical form of income for myself so the podcast is one um probably the the uh least amount made from this but the most it's it's the it's the one that i make the least but i'm the most excited for if that makes sense and i'm excited to just continue to grow this so the podcast is that another way i make money was with the t-shirts that I sold. Now, a lot of these, like say the t-shirts, the prints, these aren't really monthly, like the retainers. These are just like every once in a while. Like if someone happens to find it, they buy one. Yeah. I make, I make some money for that month. So this is not um, consistent really. And I think that's one thing that I want to figure out how to do more is just figure out a consistent, a consistent way to make money and just create that consistency for myself. But the T-shirts, um, kind of like the prints, I had someone else do it for me. They did all the costs. They they charged me and they charged. So wait, no, they first charged you, and then they took that, my price, and then they took money out of my price to pay themselves. So that and that's just how it works. It's on demand type of services. That's what they're there for. It's easy. It's quick. Like very hands off. But like I said, they they are a business so they do take fees and they do take um, the cut from what you make. So the t-shirts was a cool way and guys I am I've been kind of hinting if you've been following me I've been hinting about the this c- possible creation of a br- apparel brand store and it is in the works I am I like I am full on I'm going to, making t-shirts long sleeves like the whole shebang um, I have one design that I want to go with um, I don't want to create multiple designs yet I, I want to just focus on this one design because it's very personal to me the design is actually going to be a photo that I've t- that I took with my own camera and the full the mindset and the plan that I have is that if, if you choose to buy the shirt or the whatever, like long sleeve t- uh, sweater, whatever that is, you buy it, you get the shirt or you, you get the clothes, the clothing piece, but you also get the photo as a print so that when I, I, I talked about finding new ways to get my prints out, this is a way that I think will kind of work because they, they're getting clothes. Like, I, I don't know if If you're not weird, like you, like most people probably like clothes or at least like (laughs) you need them, right? So I want to provide a high quality piece of garment. Garment, wow, that's weird. (laughs) Why would I say garment? I want to provide a high quality piece for whoever is buying this. But then I also, as a thank you, want to give them a print, signed print of that exact photo that's on their shirt. So they kind of get two things to it. It's Just a way to just keep getting my... Um, prints out there and just keep getting my work out there. And I'm actually really excited. But the the difference between this and the one I did before is that this time I want to make the shirts myself. I want to make the, the designs uh, actually like press some heat press and like everything. So this past week, I literally spent every single day just researching. My, right now my tabs are loaded because I have so many just tabs open about heat presses, heat transfer papers, um, just different printers, different the, the amount of T-shirt kinds like polyester, cotton, like Bella Canvas, Gildan, uh, Comfort Color, Supima. Like there's so many different types of blanks. And so it's very overwhelming because it's like I just wish just like give me one, but I, I want a high quality one. So it takes a little bit to research and then trying to figure out the cost of wholesale costs and like getting bulk orders and then figuring out what my cost of this will be. And all that is just going into this one long um, process. But I'm very excited. I I honestly at the beginning want to just give these shirts off for free and just be like, hey, as like thank you for being such a good supporter, good friend, whatever here's here's my shirt like I'd love if you'd wear it maybe take photos of it like do whatever with it but I I just want to get it out there and just kind of start that that um just exposure for it so I'm very excited about that definitely we'll talk more about that in a future podcast and just kind of talk about the process that it takes for me so that is another one and I honestly right now I think that's about it I think that's the ways I'm making money this summer um, the my mindset I'll say this my mindset going into the summer was let's make as much money because I have the time now like I don't have what I I thought I had like let's just get as many clients let's get as many shoots as possible but right now now that I'm doing a you know all the client work all the photo shoots weddings um, the podcast I'm trying to start a, a brand company I'm, I also have an internship on top of this like the more I understand that I, I only have so many hours in the day and so many days in the summer slash year. And so I need to just kind of focus on what I have at hand. And what I want to do is I want to really push just my own personal brand, really getting the podcast, the company, and just more of me versus working for other people. Now, I understand that as freelance, like you're technically not working for a company, but you're still offering them a service. And so I, I much rather take that time, uh, eliminate. Yeah. Obviously I'm not going to be getting paid, but take that time that I have right now and just invest it back into myself because I get guys, I, I, I truly believe that you must be, you must be willing to invest in yourself and you have to, you have to be willing to just, especially when it comes to money, just like decline the money and take that time to, focus on something that you want to do, whether that's, maybe that's traveling, maybe that's reading a book, maybe that's creating a business, like whatever that may be, you need to be willing to figure out what in your, in your daily lifestyle is kind of consuming a lot of your time and then trying to remap that to give yourself more time to yourself. And for me, that means um, just kind of being content with where I'm at with my client work and just the The cash flow coming in, and then taking the rest of the time to really work on the podcast, the t shirt company, like all those other things that don't really pay off right now, but it's just an investment for myself. So, all of this in a nutshell is what I do during the day. And I don't know if it sounds like a lot or a little. Um, Sometimes I think I'm not doing enough, but then other days I'm like, wow, I am swamped. And I know there's people out there literally just grinding. Like I I think I work, I hope I work pretty hard, but I know there's people that would blow me out of the water. And so it, it's humbling because I know that if they can do it, I can do it. And that I just got to keep pushing, got to keep just working. And honestly, like as I think about this, I think the start is probably being willing to get up a little earlier because every, at the end of the day, everyone has the same amount of time. Everyone has 24 hours in their day. And so it's just a matter of who's willing to put in the extra work and yeah, it, it's, it's a hungry, just, just competitive world out there. And you have to be, especially as a freelancer. And I mean, I'm not, I don't really have a lot of competition or just like competitors like right now, but I know that in the future, I'm going to have to start really pushing myself really start marketing myself being willing to talk about myself being willing to go up and network and just like try and build those relationships with people and it's exciting it's exciting to know that that's where this career choice is is going to lead me but yeah guys that's that's literally that's the basics basics of how i make or how i am making my money so it's a matter of clients Whether that's retainers or one-off projects, it's photo shoots that I do, it's all the weddings that I do, which aren't that many, but there are some, the stock market, um, the podcast, which I think this podcast, I think we're at like $3 total made. So yeah, pretty, I can buy a pack of gum, but, and then the t-shirt company and then the internship. So all those kind of wrapped together are what my, that's what my summer is. But one thing that I do want to say is that as I continue on, and this is what happened last year, is that once I got into that July-August month, uh, months, work picked up even more because, say, June was just like the beginning, you know, trying to just get exposure. But by August, everyone everyone was seeing the work, so then more work was coming. So right now, like, we're, I'm in a little different situation that my name is already out there. But I think what, what may be similar is that work may come or more work may come later on because of COVID. So because people have had to push offshoots and projects that they've wanted, that when it gets to August, September, even into October, that that's when they want to start doing their projects. So just kind of right now, just kind of just mindful of everything going on, trying to stay, um, trying to stay busy. But I think one thing that helps is being involved in so many different things that it helps me to just um not feel too uh like bogged down on one specific item like I'm not just doing client shoots I'm not just doing photo shoots I'm not just doing weddings every weekend but I I can fill in my time with all these other things to keep myself creative and one one last thing I want to say before we before I wrap this up um which I think there's a lot more that I could have talked about, but I think the basics of what I wanted to say I covered. Um, But I probably will make future episodes about this because I think there's a lot of information on this and just how to kind of do this, or especially like just lessons I've learned or just times I've failed within freelancing. But one thing I want to say is that when I have, because I work for myself, because I set up my own time, like my own hours i i it, it allows me to free up more time if that makes sense like even though i'm busy even though i have a lot of work to do because it's on my own time that means i can take a day off if i wanted to say i'm just like swamped and i just don't i i'm just not in the mood like i don't have to just i don't have to be forced to stay somewhere to work because I work a nine to five, like if I want, I can just take the day off, maybe just go outside, like maybe, maybe just work on something else. And like, I have that capability because I freelance and because I work for myself. And that honestly is the, one of the best feelings for myself is knowing that I'm in control. I'm i I'm my own boss and that's what I've always wanted. And that's what I want for myself is that to, to just be able to work at my own pace, work on the things I want to do. And yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. It'll be interesting to see what, what the next steps for me will be. But for right now, that's the work that I'm doing and it's, it's good work and it keeps me busy. And when I'm not, when I'm not doing the client shoots again, it just goes back to content and just creating more content because that's what's gonna, that's what drives, and that's what, um, Allows me to get the work from like the weddings, the photo shoots, and etc. So, hopefully that hopefully this episode kind of helped you understand. I mean, whether you were interested or not, I think it's still interesting just the idea that you can work for yourself and you can create your own job, basically. And you don't have you you don't it's twenty twenty, and you don't have to necessarily work for a company or for someone because things are remote like you can literally work off your phone if you want but thank you guys for listening to the podcast thank you for listening to the episodes all the other episodes Um, I appreciate all the support that you've been giving me and I will see you guys in the next episode